Welcome to Tuttle Talk, a part of the Real Estate Radio Network, hosted by local real estate and financial expert, Andy Tuttle. Andy will teach you what the rich and the banks do, not what they tell you to do. Now, live in the studio, your host, Andy Tuttle. Good afternoon and welcome to the Telegroup Radio Hour here on 660 AM The Answer, where we teach you what the rich and the banks do, not what they tell you to do, and where we dispel the myth conception of financial wellness and the local real estate market and show you how to buy real estate, how to sell it, how to invest in it for a prosperous tomorrow. Hope you listen today. I'm your host, Andy Tuttle, branch manager of the Tuttle Group at Fairway Mortgage, NMLS number 184325. I've been doing this 15 years and got into this business, actually, it was because my mom, who's been a realtor for 25 years, was complaining about lenders. And, uh, you know, my dad, a missionary most of my young adult life, been all over uh, the world, uh, sharing our faith and showing it through building medical facilities and bridges, et cetera. And I got a heart to serve from him. And when my mom had that need, I said, hey, I think I can serve that. And so that's what we've been doing for 15 years and helping homeowners uh, use the opportunity that you have when you buy a house or look to refinance a house to say, hey, you're getting financially naked anyway. You got to give everything and you know, your tooth and your firstborn, it feels like sometimes, and it's just a ridiculous amount of paperwork. And so we say, hey, if you're doing all this anyway, let's make sure not only do we get you a really good loan and set this loan up right for your financial goals and your plans for the home, but also do you have a will and trust set up? Do you have a college savings plan set up? Do you have your assets protected? Do you have a good debt and asset management strategy? Are there other opportunities that we can take a look at for you? We don't do those, but I have a referral network that now extends across the country. Great professionals all over that can help you. And that's what this show is about. We want to try every week to give you a couple nuggets that you can take away, a couple of ideas that maybe you would not have otherwise had that can cut through the junk and sometimes miss and definitely sometimes disinformation that the media puts out uh, because of some misunderstanding out there in the marketplace and cut through that to give you some good information that you can use to make uh, what we call a watershed event in your life. It's like you look at mountains, they have a, a thin layer of ice will melt at the top of a mountain, but by the time it gets to the bottom of the mountain, it's a raging river. And so that's the idea through time. As you implement a few different things every week, every month, it becomes the compound effect. Darren Hardy talks about that, those little habits and little tactics and ideas that you implement on a daily basis that seem almost unnoticeable and maybe you don't even feel like there's results that over time make a huge impact on your life and your family. So we hope you listen today. We hope you listen every week. Here's the deal. If you have questions for us during or after the show, you can reach out to us on uh, my off-air hotline. That is 469-319-0660. Save it in your phone. Just put it in there, and that way you know. And if you ever have questions about anything real estate, mortgage, finance-related, we can be there for you. And you can also text that number, 469 469- Three one nine zero six sixty, and you can ask me questions about the show. You can ask me to get introduced to a guest, any information, and then we'll get the team on that, get you connected to the professional, whether it's me or someone else in the network that can help you with the needs that you have. And if you got more questions, you can always look us up on social uh, or all the social networks, and of course, you can go to thetuttlegroup.com and get more information about us there. We've got a ton of videos and blogs and all kinds of helpful information that we're trying to improve every day to give you the right education that you need to make great decisions in any market and help you win in any 
market. We've got a lot to get to today. Today on the show, we'll do our weekly market update. We do it every week, and we have a lot to talk about there, about what's going on with rates, what's happening in the marketplace, and how does that affect you if you're looking to buy, sell, or potentially refinance your home. So that's what we'll be talking about. We'll go over that. We're going to get with uh, Veronica Seitz. She's a grief counselor. Yes, it's the holiday season. I think I heard there are 19 holidays celebrated in December. So we will be talking about all of the stress that you have to deal with around this time of year and Christmas time as you get off of work and the family comes in town. You like some of them. You love others. You have a real problem and you work at loving others. And so there's no challenges. And she's going to be there to work through that with us and then I'll give you some good tips there. And then we're going to talk with Tony Bridwell, uh, author, coach, speaker, trainer, and he is a uh, writer of a best-selling book called The Kingmaker. And it's a great uh, story, a uh, fable, if you will, but has some really great uh, tips and lessons for us about leadership. So we'll be talking to Tony here the second half of the show. Very excited about that. But right now, let's get to it. Weekly market update. Okay. So... If you've been following us on the blog or you're on our list to get these on a weekly basis, if you're subscribed to that, and you can do that at thetuttlegroup.com, you're getting these videos. But if you remember, ever since the election, right, the uh, the day after the election, the day of the election, at night, stock futures were down 700, and at mean, bond futures were up. That means that would be good for lower rates. But the next day, the market really understood what was going on there, and actually stocks have been in a rally mode ever since, and bonds have been in a sell-off mode. Interest rates are tied to mortgage bonds, so we've seen the price drop substantially, 350 basis points, almost three-quarters of a percent in interest rate has increased. We've seen the Treasury yield spike to the highest level in one and a half years. And even recently, just this past week, uh, we saw that consumer confidence was up plus 6% since Trump has been named president-elect. That's the highest level in several years as well in November. So we have a lot of consumer confidence, a lot of market fluctuation and volatility, but it is all spelled really nasty news for the bond market. So here's what's important to know there. It means that if you got pre-approved, pre-election, you need to go back to your lender and you need to ask for an updated pre-approval and ask them what the rates are. Now, I'll tell you this. As soon as you ask a lender what the rate is, we're like, wait, what do you mean? What? Why are you shopping me? What's going on here? We've done a lot of work, right? So just let them know, hey, I'm not trying to shop you. I just want to know what the rates are because here's the deal. If you know someone, if they've been professional, if they um, know the answers to the four questions you need to ask every lender uh, about the market and they're a true professional and you trust them, then just they're going to be competitive. Just go with them, but have them give you the updated rates. If they're not a professional or you don't know if they are, you should text me right now. You should text the word shopping around uh, to 469-319-0660. Text shopping around to 469 469- 319-0660, and I'll get you that article on the four questions that you should ask every lender so you can be armed and make sure you're interviewing and working with a true professional. Obviously, we want to be that lender, but we know we'll not be that for all of you, so at least we can give you some tools. However, regardless, I should say, go back to that lender and say, hey, I need to find out what these rates are because three-quarters of a percent in rate, depending on your loan amount, could be 40 bucks a month difference in payment or over 100 to $150 difference in payment, depending on your loan amount and some other factors. So that may make you a little less aggressive on the new home, and it may mean that you don't want to make an offer on a home um, and at the top of your range because now it's out of your budget range. So very important to look at that. And we are in a very carefully floating 
mode right now. Um, we were trying to wait for a small rally. Rates are definitely on the rise, uh, but uh, they, they're due for at least a little bit of a small rally, and we're hoping to capitalize on that for uh, our clients, and we will keep you posted on that. Good news is this. Even rates in the low 4% range is super cheap money. I got in this business when it was you got an 8% rate, and you paid a point, extra money, so you'd have your normal closing costs of $3,500 plus another percentage point on top of that, let's say on a $200,000 loan, that's another $2,000 to get an 8% rate. Now you can get half that rate and you don't have to pay the point. It's super cheap right now and you can afford the home. So don't let that scare you, but just know what you're looking at and know the reality out there, okay? If you have more questions on that, remember, you can uh, call or text 469-319-0660. Okay, coming up, let's get to the holiday stress. Let's figure out some ways to help you cope through that with our uh, on-site professional here, Ms. Veronica Seitz. So stick around. Welcome back. You are listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour. I'm your host, Andy Tuttle. And here at the holidays, I heard that there's 19 of them in December that are celebrated. That means there's a lot of family in town and a lot of potential stress, not just with the family, but with the shopping and all of the obligations that seem to be there. Because let's face it, you've neglected your friends and family throughout the year, and now you've got to make it all up to them in just a few presents, and it can cause a lot of stress. So with us today to talk about how to deal with that and some of the grief and stress around the holidays is grief counselor, Miss Veronica Seitz. Veronica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay, so happy to have you here. It's good to be here. I am very interested that we are talking about this. So first of all, before we get into the holiday stuff, tell us a little bit about you. Where did you start and what do you? what is it like uh, being a Greek counselor? Well, um, to, to put it very succinctly, my, my children used to call me the doom cookie because I deal with the things that people don't want to deal with. Right. And the reason is because there's a benefit to doing that. I am very passionate about literally meeting people in places of pain and showing them the way out to find the help and the hope that is in every situation. It doesn't matter how dismal you think it is. There is another perspective. Right. And you're dealing with, I mean, these are serious, serious situations, not holiday stress, to put it in perspective, but serious, deep pains. I mean, are you, you deal with people from all walks of life uh, that what kind of pain and, and what kind of people do you, are you doing grief counseling for? Like what kind of walks of life, where are they at when they come to you? Typically, I am a responder for natural disasters, mass casualties, school shootings, um, really heavy stuff. And I enjoy being able to meet people for the purpose of understanding that when you're in that place, in that space of not certain where to navigate forward, it's really important to have somebody that's gone through those procedures, protocols, and can point you to the resources and also normalize a very abnormal tragedy, tragic situation, because what a lot of people do is impose on themselves. They want to go back to normal. And they also impose upon themselves that there is a certain expectation they should meet, given the circumstances that are unfamiliar to them. So just helping them normalize under the circumstances you've been through, whatever you're feeling, it is okay. So you're saying that, and in a very small way, I kind of feel this like sometimes I feel just guilty if I'm not working enough, et cetera. But you're saying people are something traumatic happens to them and they mm-hmm. feel guilty for not being able to get back to normal so quickly. They, is that what you're saying? Well, the de- no, no. The desire is to want to get back to normal, which has been shattered. Mm. That's that's common. 
But the guilt can come from being survivor's guilt. It can be, you know, in hindsight, you're, you know, I would have, could have, should have done this. It's all of the expectations that, that, that we impose upon ourselves after a tragedy, there's 24 to 72 hours where the brain is still taking in information. Mm. And once the thoughts start to process, that's when an individual starts to have those conversations with themselves and second guessing what they could have done differently. When in actuality, an unpredicted situation demands a response, a reaction. And most people are operating on the lowest level of their informed preparedness. Right. So that's more reactive than a responder. That's why I respond. I have a plan, a protocol. I mm. work with agencies and we know how to help people, you know, take step number two. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, including myself, I mean, if you haven't been a part of a school shooting or like what just happened in Ohio, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to get perspective on what they go through. Did something in your life inspire you to go help these people that have gone through such traumatic uh, events in their life? There's a number of things that have inspired me. Um, one, I'm the daughter of a, a retired police officer. The majority of my family is military and law enforcement. Mm. So I became the chaplain and watched, observed, and also recognized how to help along the way. In addition to, I have family members that had been murdered and also committed suicide. Mm. So a lot of pain. A lot of pain. That puts you in a position where you wanted to go. Re- you felt that was someone there for you to help you normalize? At some point, yes, mm. there was. But, right. you know, one of the biggest passions that I have is recognizing that at times there were not right. those avenues or those mentors to help me through when I did finally learn that there was a different way and was empowered by, you know, by counseling and also just having people pour into me the hope and help that I needed once you find your way out, you want to show other people the way out, too. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Thank you for doing that work. Hey, you may need a, a, a grief counselor right now. You may need someone like uh, Veronica in your life, and maybe she can point you. I don't know if you, since you're a first responder, you may not be the person, but you can connect them to someone if they're going through that. Is that right? I do. I do a, a limited amount. I, yeah. I get people stabilized, and then I point them to the resources that it's going to be more long-term therapy. Yeah, well, if you need somebody like that in your life right now, call us 469-319-0660 at our off-air hotline or text the same number, 469 319 nine zero six sixty and we'll at least get you connected and, and see what Veronica can do to help you or get you on your way or connect you with a person that can help. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So let's transition here to the holidays because to a much lesser degree we feel like it's a traumatic event and a tragedy in our lives sometimes going through the holidays. And that's one of the things you do too. How do you deal with stress, right? So to to kind of bring some levity levity to that, but to bring some uh to to make note and not disrespect the fact that there is legitimate stress for people and a lot of anxiety for people around the holidays. Why is there so much stress around that, and how can people better cope with that? We have a tendency in ourselves, just it's general among most of society, we tend to impose expectations of perfection. We have this ideal, You, you and, and here's one of the things that we do, is we, we schedule the party, we make the guest list, and then in hindsight it's like, oh, this person pushes that person's buttons, what am I going to do? Right. And then we turn our attention to, are the plates perfect, does everything match, you know, is the food all going to be hot? We focus on things that really, when the party is planned, it's about the people. And we forget to do that. (laughs) So that's one good tip. One, the party is about the people. So let's not worry about the food so much. Have a good time. Now, 
you know, if the, if the turkey's dry, just pour extra gravy on it. That's what I do. So, uh, so what else? What are some good tactics and tips that people can take into the holidays to help them live, have a more stress-free season? Recognize that the control that you have available to you is self-control. You can't control every element around you. Nor, and specifically, you can't control how other people are going to engage. Set the stage by recognizing that it's okay to limit times with difficult people. It's also okay to set the stage by saying, you know, this time this year with these guests, we're going to build people up. You know, whatever the history may have been, today is a new day, new time with, you know, a new guest list. It might be the same people, but focus on the fact that today is the day that you make decisions for a legacy, not bring up the history of all of the stress that is now you know, feeding your mind and fueling the possibility of things going wrong. So I like that. But let's, you know, all the movies are about, it's not you, it's Aunt Jen that comes over (laughs) and decides that she is going to bring up this issue (laughs) and not let it go. And she's going to bring it up at dinner and around this and just keep biting at you. So how are there any tactics to help you in those moments? There is. Laser focus on Aunt Jenny is going to be Aunt Jenny. You can't change her. What can you do today with this meal and Aunt Jenny that will be different for the peace that you bring to the situation. Because when we are stressed out and we allow, this is what we do so neglectfully and we do it subconsciously. We give up mental real estate. We let people move in to where it disrupts our peace. It, it fuels our anxiety. But if we can recognize Aunt Jenny, she's been that way for a long time. And I can make suggestions. However, there's a behavior that happens between people called mirroring. If I choose differently and I engage differently with Aunt Jenny, it disarms Aunt Jenny because she doesn't know what to do with the difference. Therefore, I've presented an opportunity for Aunt Jenny to ask what's going on, and then I can advocate for the situation and say, you know what, Aunt Jenny, this year, this time, this is not going to get to me. We're going to diffuse the situation. We're going to take a breath. And we're going to open some presents or eat some more cake or whatever it is that we do. But we are not going to engage. Killer with kindness. (laughs) Killer with (laughs) kindness. The old rules still work. Now, there's also some stress, and maybe it's the same stress, but, you know, like there's a lot of stress about getting the right gift for people and making sure that it means, you know, it's perfect. And then all have to getting all the shopping done, and it just gets people up in a lot of anxiety uh, and a lot of that's fueled by the media telling you to all of these things to get but are there any tactics to help you in the shopping season with that aspect of what you're doing and all the stress that seems to come with that yes keep in perspective that the gift you give is from your heart and you've wrapped it and you're giving it place no expectations of how it will be received and also do not attach any concept of you being rejected or accepted by how that gift is either received or, you know, elated about or kind of like, I remember I had a nephew one time that I thought it was the coolest ball. He opened it up and it was just bright and colorful. And he looked at it and he's like, oh, it's a ball. And (laughs) I'm just like deflated all the way around. I thought, well, you know what? It was a pretty cool gift because what he didn't know was it turned inside out and it was Shamu. So it was cool. But he didn't know how cool it was. It took a little bit of time of unpacking it. So when we recognize that when you wrap that package, 
don't wrap your emotions in there and think that it's anyway tied to whether you are loved, accepted, or potentially rejected if your gift is just set aside really quick. Great tips. Luckily, my boy is still at an age where he likes balls. So he's like, yeah, it's amazing. I've given you the ball like 10 times, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Let's kick it. Cool. So I still have that. But for those of you that don't, these are great tips. You know, uh, one, take a breath. Don't wrap your emotions up with the gift. I like that one. Set no expectations on how they're going to respond to you. And remember to kill Aunt Jenny with kindness not the carving knife. This is not acceptable. <laughs> no chasing anyone around. We are going to be very kind and diffuse the situation. Uh, Veronica, any final words? Well, I'd like to encourage people just to recognize that the peace that you have, you know, you know, peace on earth begins with peace in you. Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Hope those tips help you this holiday season. Take a breath, guys. Be good. And then come right back. We're going to have a little lesson on leadership with Mr. Tony Bridwell, the king. Welcome back. You're listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour. I am your host, Andy Tuttle. Remember, you can reach out to me during or after the show at my off-air hotline, 469-319-0660, 469-319-0660. And right now, I have the privilege to bring to you a author, a coach, a speaker, a trainer, a client of mine, actually, and we are going to be talking about leadership. Now, I can't tell you a better time to focus on leadership than when you need to be using those skills with your family and friends and the stress in your life around the holiday season. So, Mr. Tony Bridwell, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, good. Do you agree that uh, you need to double down on your leadership skills this time of year? 100%. 100%. (laughs) I I normally end up fine-tuning all of my content at this time of year <laughs> because it all comes out. It's, I mean, you're pulling everything out of the bag at this time of year. It's so true. And I find that even with my own team and myself personally, like it's been a long year. Everyone's working really hard. There's always new challenges that come up and you get close to really any finish line, it seems. And you want to you start to really have to consciously go, OK, I'm going to push hard. I'm going to push hard. I'm going to push hard. Yeah. Or you kind of want to coast and kind of fall flat at the finish line and you need to burst through it and it's a conscious decision so one a question for you why does that happen well we see we see our life in in cycles right we see first the year and in the year and we we see a start and we see a finish and people kind of get into this mindset that it's like okay i've done this and i've run this race okay now it's ending and i gotta start over again for salespeople especially here's what happens it's it's almost a zero-sum game because what happens with most salespeople is they go through the year and they build this great book of business and they have this great year and then all of a sudden january 1 it's zero and you start all over again and and we we get out of this mindset of continuation and we get into this mindset of cycles and and start and finish and it causes a lot of people to taper off and then you've got to build back up again versus just running all the way through like you're saying and so yeah and the and the holidays do it to a lot of people I can't wait to talk about yeah. your fabulous book, The Kingmaker, which is a great story. I guess you could call it a fable. It is a fable. It yeah. is a fable with yeah. moral lessons, though, and great leadership lessons. And we're going to get to that in the next segment. So you're going to want to yeah. stick around for that. Uh, but right now, just talking about uh, your purpose and your leadership, if you are interested in his book, if you're interested in learning more about these things, call me at my off-air hotline, 469 319 469-319-0660. Or text that same number and text 
The Kingmaker, and we will give you out some ways to get that book and to make sure you can uh, purchase that and then give you some more information about Tony and how to get connected with him and what he's all about. So, Tony, you know, leadership, working through things, dealing with stress and anxiety, a lot of that has to be dealt with when you buy a home, right? Oh, wow. Outside getting married could be one of the most stressful times ever. It is actually, it's death, divorce. It's in the top five. Death, divorce, um, marriage, and then buying a home. There's one other one I forget. It's number five now. It used to be number three. Most stressful things people do in their life. Wow. So, I, I, would, I would agree. So let's talk about that because we actually did your loan. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And you had great credit, great down payment, great all this stuff, bought a beautiful house. And yet there was a personal thing that was totally un, really related to you, although it got tied in. Things like this happen. Stuff you don't even know that's on your credit that's erroneous. There are things that come up for people. And I'm not saying this happened to you, but there's just so many things that people don't even know are going on that they have no control over that, boom, pop up yep. and can mess up a deal. So let's talk about, first of all, before we get there, like what was the process of even thinking about buying a home and take us through what what was happening there before you even got to the point of going, hey, we're going to get pre-approved and we're going to go get this house. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we raised our family in the suburbs for the, their, their whole life. And then all of a sudden they decide to leave and, and, and go to school or on their way. And my wife and I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. We are we are leaving the suburbs and, and going downtown to a high rise. And we moved into a high rise. And I got to tell you, it was awesome. It was, it was, it was absolutely awesome. And then we had the miscalculation. We had two dogs, 13 floors, two dogs, do the math, Mm. which I did. And, uh, you know, you end up riding the elevators eight to nine hours, you know, a week, (laughs) taking the dogs in and out. And while the the lifestyle living in a high rise, um, I would absolutely do it again if I didn't have a dog. Um, it, it finally got to the point. It's like we're going, oh, we got to come back down to the ground, and <laughs> and so so we did that. It was it was absolutely amazing experience. But we had to come back down to the ground, and so we had to take time, and we did. We took a year to look for a house. The market in this town is crazy. Mm-hmm. We would go and look and and find out in uh, that uh, you know multiple offers on everything. Yep. And so we finally decided we got to be ready. We got to be ready. We got to get pre-approved. We got to know that when we walk in the right place, we're, we can pull the trigger and it be done. And we just make an offer and just have it done because we were getting in situations that we were getting in bidding wars with, with multiple offers and everything like that. And so we finally just said, Hey, we got to get pre-approved. We got to get everything in line. And then when we find it, we're going to do it and boom. And it, it, we looked for a year. Yeah. We looked for a year. It was excruciating. It is. It is excruciating, especially in this market. Now, the good news for a lot of people is some of that has calmed down, but it's still there. It's still a very hot market. There are still multiple offers, and you've just got to get your head around the fact that you're not going to be making one offer and get a house and it's going to be done. There is still competition out there, and you've got to gear up for that. Yeah, yeah. And and we had a great we had a great agent who has the patience of Job uh, <laughs> because uh, you know we were um, and I say we kindly mostly my wife was just really really picky um, and when she hears we'll me say that, that. I, uh, yeah can you can you scrub that right <laughs> off trouble. right because she, I'll, I'll be in trouble no we just wanted we just wanted the right thing and quite frankly we walked in and we knew exactly it. This was it this was the one uh, we wrote an offer that night and our our agent said. Um, well, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. And I got to tell you, the process was um, the process was frightening for us. We didn't know because we had been through this. We, we, we have over, you know, we've been married 26 years. 
we have purchased multiple houses. And so our thought, our thought process was this is going to be excruciating. And quite frankly, it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, that's uh, fantastic to hear. And, of course, you're his agent, who's been on the show multiple times, Mary Beth Harrison, Candace Whitsitt, yeah. the Harrison Group, fantastic team. And uh, I agree with you. They do. They are. That is a business-minded, go get them team. But the, when it comes down to it, they are just even keel and smooth oh, yes. and can take all of the flux uh, yeah. and just kind of calm it down. Yeah. Yeah, we would be the we would be the poster child of flux. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and you know I think uh, you know for the process there, uh, we were we did my team communicate to you well? How did you feel about the communication and the flow of and how we took care of that? See, this is the thing: you walk into this with a belief that oh, this is going to be excruciating. No one's going to talk to me. I'm going to start this and then I won't hear from them. And it was quite frankly just the opposite. Right. I mean, it was good communication all the way throughout the process. We always knew what was going. And, and then when this thing from the past, you know, you told us early on, hey, man, all this looks good. This will be like a couple of days and we're done. Right. And then all of a sudden this thing from the past pops up and it slows it down. And for us on the other side, without knowing it can be nerve wracking. Right. And your group was constantly keeping us up to speed going, hey, here's what we're going to do. We've got this plan. We've got plan B. We've got plan C. We've got <laughs> out the plan X if we need to. And, and and for us, while it took a little bit longer than we originally thought, I think for us, we found peace in the fact that hey, there was plans in place. Right. If something, If this didn't work out, we had a backup plan. I, uh, quite frankly, we've never had we've never had something like that in the past. Well, if uh, we I appreciate you saying that, guys. If you want that kind of experience in a team that's going to have all those plans, call me or text me 469-319-0660, 469-319-0660. And speaking of plans and speaking of taking things and being prepared, one way to do that is to focus on your leadership skills and understanding that you and focus on the integrity and focus on your purpose, which is exactly what the book The Kingmaker is all about. And we'll get to all the details and that how, how that could help change your life next. Welcome back. You are listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour. I am your host, Andy Tuttle, branch manager of the Tuttle Group at Fairway Mortgage. Remember, you can reach out to me during or after the show, 469-319-0660 if you need help with mortgage or any lending needs, but also if you need connections to any financial professionals or real estate professionals. We want to be the hub of the wheel in your financial and real estate life to make sure you've got the connections that you need so you can have a prosperous tomorrow. One other way we do that always this time of year, is to focus on context, the foundation. And no matter what you do or what you have or how much success you've achieved, if you don't have a right foundation, you're going to find, like Stephen Covey talks about, you've climbed a long, tall ladder all the way to the top of a roof, and then you suddenly realize you're on the wrong roof. We have a gentleman here today that's going to help make sure you get on the right roof. Tony Bridwell, writer of a fantastic new book. It's a fable with some great leadership uh, tactics and lessons. It's called The Kingmaker. Tony, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good. Good, good. You like that intro? I'm, man, I'm sitting here just like going... <laughs> I got to write this down. <laughs> Luckily, it's recorded. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, tell us a little bit about uh, your uh, history, right, and what got you to the point. Because this isn't your first book. Yeah. Take us through a brief uh, one-minute, two-minute history of Tony and what brought you to finally write this book. Yeah. So, I spent the bulk of my career as a consultant, uh, you know, in front of the room teaching. And then just recently um, had the opportunity to be CHRO, Chief HR Officer, uh, for Brinker International here locally in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. 
Um, and for those who don't know, Brinker owns Chili's and Maggiano's. And what happened is I when all of a sudden I went from being the uh, in front of the room teacher to be the practitioner. Mm. And actually now I have 60,000 people uh, across the country that um, I'm actually responsible for. So, you know, how do you take some of these things and, and actually bring them to life? Right. And in that process, while I was there, one of the things we worked on was our purpose as an organization. You know, 40 years, we were celebrating our 40th anniversary. And it's not that we never had purpose. We just didn't take the time to articulate it. And so we went on this very deliberate process to identify our purpose because here's what we've discovered from a leadership standpoint. People work for, they work hard for money. They work harder for a good leader, but they work hardest for a cause. Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, uh, you know, people go to an organization, they want to know what you stand for. They want to know the organization's purpose. Through this whole process of doing that, I really discovered that it wasn't something that was like an aha, but it was almost like a rediscovery that individuals have purpose, right? So when somebody come to work for us at Chili's or Maggiano's, you know, this is what's interesting. They'd go to our webpage first to see, you know, about us. And then they would go to our LinkedIn pages of the individual leaders. And you know what they were looking for? What do you stand for? You know, what do you follow? What, what, what excites you? Because people want to go to work for people that have a cause and that have purpose because they want to get in line behind that. And so it was really the genesis for, for the book. So you mentioned that about purpose and thinking just about Brinker and like you said, 60,000 employees yeah. without no without a written down yeah. thought through purpose just goes to show kind of like what's in your book. You can reach enormous levels yeah. of success yeah. and still have room to improve and reevaluate where you're at. 100%. 100%. And here's a 40-year-old brand that, uh, and, and Brinker is kind of the holding company, right? So Norman yeah. Brinker came in in the 70s when Chili's was just the single brand. And over the course of 40 years, they had they have owned over 16 different brands. And yeah. so what happens is you get all of these cultures coming together and all of these different things. And so over time, now it's down to Chili's and just Maggiano's. And we were getting ready to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Chili's and, uh, you know, the iconic anchor brand. And we sat down and we asked, you know, hey, what's our purpose? We had a mission, we had a vision, we had all those things. And we sat and asked, what's our, what's our purpose? Why are we here? Why do we exist? It was fascinating. It was absolutely fascinating. And, and you know, what we came out of after uh, almost two years of talking with our people and doing the research and everything, it was very simple. And it was one of those moments that you slap yourself on the head and go, yeah, we should, we should have known this all along. And when we revealed it to, you know, our top leadership, it was, it was a thunderous standing ovation, mm-hmm. right? And then the purpose was very simple. We connect, serve, and give to create the best life. That's it. That's why we existed as a brand. And, you know, People connect to that. I mean, they grab all of that. They want to know that when I show up, there's meaning. That's right. Yeah. That's huge. And uh, it gets overused, but the proverb that without the vision, the people uh, people perish. Yeah. And it's like vision, purpose, understanding that. And I'll tell you, when you have a strong purpose and you have a strong vision and you have that meaning, yep. uh, then it can... That why can work through and s- survive through a lot of hows and a lot of struggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so let's kind of transition that to the Kingmaker, yeah. the book, because this is a story about a very successful PR firm and yeah. the owner of a PR firm that helps billionaire clients. Yeah. 
and from all different walks of life. And some are really nice, yeah. you know, clients. And one in particular, Kit, yeah. is, you know, he has basically slain his enemies his whole career to get to the top. So talk about what inspired these characters themselves and how did you come through putting the story together? Yeah, so... And I've, I've encouraged a lot of people over the years to, to write books, and I'm, I'm frequently asked, you know, how do you start? Developing the characters is the single best part of writing the book, <laughs> right? I spend more time actually developing the characters than I do writing the book. It yeah. took me a year, eh, nine months to develop the characters, and it only took six months to pound out the words, yeah. right? And so uh, developing the characters is just it. They start to form in your mind, and you see things in life, you see people, and you go, oh, that little thing right there, I pull this from there and I stick it in this character and you start building these Mr. Potato Head type characters and they just become, you know, bigger than life over time. Yep. But it's not hard to find your starting point. You know, you're watching TV and you go, really, really? And you see all this stuff uh, and then and then you and then you read this this article about somebody and you go, man, there there's an unsung hero. That story needs to be told. And so you start developing these characters around things that you see in life. And I, I just had a blast. I had a blast. And people always ask me, which character am I? I'm, you know, I'm no single character. But there's a, probably a flaw in, of mine in every single one of these characters, right? Because right? you write a little bit of yourself in everything you do. Who did you write this book for? Yeah, you know, that's that's a great question. And I've been asked that um, mostly for myself. I, I say all the time my writing is my own therapy. Um, but for a broader audience of people that are looking to understand more about what their purpose is and how they can be more centered in their life. There's a lot of people that go through life right now and they just feel like they're going through the motions, right? And, and at the end of the day, we all have a purpose. And when we dial in on it and when we stay centered on that, we find a whole new level of success. As a matter of fact, one of the things that's been a little controversial about the book is I, I've, I've taken a stab at redefining success. It's very interesting. I actually own a 1932 um, set of Webster's Dictionaries, leather bound, two volumes. It's one of my prized possessions. Hmm. And I looked up the definition of success back then. Hmm. And then I looked it up online today, Webster's online definition. And what's absolutely crazy is not even the same words are used today. It was used in 32. Hmm. Really? It's, it's, it's fascinating. You know, the idea of power and um, wealth did not show up in the earlier definition. And so what's happened is our, our, our idea of success has shifted over time. And, you know, it's, it's this, you know, we, we've twisted it into this thing that, you know, the more I grab, the more power I have, the more money I have, the more of everything that I grab um, for myself um, becomes most people's definition of success. I've kind of flipped it on its head in the story. You know, success is where purpose, um, you know, talent and resources come together to meet the needs of others. And so the, the characters kind of play that out uh, throughout the story. And I, I love that because it is so true because it actually shows a lot of these characters, again, having reached a lot of monetary yes. success. Right. But not having that fulfillment and health and purpose and meaning in yep. their life. And it kind of deconstructs that. Yeah. And you even kind of it's you litter in little subtle hints of kind of of the character uh, traits that are good like uh, uh, several of the characters run and are healthy it's like kind of just weave that in like that is a good like Benjamin Franklin talks about focusing on your health makes everything better absolutely and so you you litter this in and by the time you get to the end of the story you you do softly help us shift 
our mind from maybe one definition of success to another. Mm-hmm. So what would you say if you, for the final word on this book, the biggest problems that most leader faces and how this books, how this book will help them in their, in that quest to be a better leader and just a better human? Yeah. Three things. First, um, most leaders don't understand their true purpose, right? It's, it's them focused versus others focused. I wrote an article for Inc. Magazine uh, back in the summer that went semi-viral. I, I think most people printed it off and left it on their boss's desk. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, right? And, and it was- Don't the, get any idea, Liz. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was the two common mistakes that leaders make. Number one is we forget that we're in the people business. I don't care what you, what you sell, what you service, what you provide, you're always in the people business. And the second thing is, that we never get to a point that we know everything that we need to know and we and we stop learning as leaders. And so, you know, when we understand our purpose, we, we know that it's it's about others and that we're constantly learning and growing as leaders. So that's number one, staying knowing your purpose and staying centered on it. Number two is we fall into this trap of what's referred to in the book as situational integrity. It's when we when we take our integrity and we allow it to flex just slightly to get what we want, and then we let it snap back, right? So it's like, ah, oh, this deal isn't that really bad. I'm just going to bend my integrity one or two degrees in order to get it, and then when it's done, then I'll, then I'll let it snap back. What happens is when we, when we do that enough, we start to lose muscle memory, and then all of a sudden we wake up one day on a slippery slope and we realize we've lost all of our integrity. And the third thing is, is uh, frequently, uh, we, every single person uh, has a blind spot, and when we don't realize that we have blind spots, we always get sideswiped by something else in life. But when a leader realizes they have blind spots and they put things in place to help protect their blind spots, we, we, we help um, you know, create this environment that we can continue to be successful. I, the, when the leaders that I work with right now, the ones that don't have blind spot protectors in place are the ones that typically fall the hardest. Focus on your purpose. Stay focused on it. Be teachable. Focus on others, not yourself. These are some key characteristics to making sure that you reach a level of success that includes others and brings other people up with you and not pushes them down. If you want a new perspective on success in your own life, call us right now, 469-319-0660 or text that number, 469-319-0660. We'll show you how you can get copies of this book. It's on Amazon. It's all over the place. It's got great reviews everywhere, but we also have for the first six callers or six people that text a surprise in store for you. Tony, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. What a great privilege. Thank you. Good. And thank you guys for listening. I'd like to thank my production director, uh, my show producer, the entire family here at 660 AM, The Answer. And thank you for listening to the Tuttle Group Radio Hour, where we're making financial intelligence a priority in the community. Have a great weekend. Go Cowboys! You've been listening to Tuttle Talk on 660 AM. You can reach Andy at 469-319-0660. That's 469-319-0660. Or email him at answers at andytuttle.com. Don't forget to become a fan of his show by going to facebook.com forward slash Tuttle Group. You can also catch previous shows by going to andytuttle.com.